News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now the time is a quarter past eight. The US Embassy in Dublin has issued a stark warning to American citizens about personal safety when visiting the capital following recent violent incidences in the city. And Professor Seth Barrett-Tillman of Maynooth University School of Law and Criminology joins us. Um, Seth, this this stark warning, as an American living in Ireland, do you think that it's fair enough? Uh, No, I I think it was... uh kind of weird to tell you the truth and it bordered on Orwellian. Um, Americans aren't naive people. They know when they go into American cities and when they go into foreign cities that crime is a universal problem and to tell an American to be vigilant sounds like something out of Animal Farm. Um, uh, what, what the American embassy needs to do, just like what the Dublin City Council and, and the Irish government needs to do, is to give people timely information about what they can do before the crime happens and hoteliers ought to be, you know, when you check in, ought to be open with their customers and say, look, if you're going to a neighborhood you don't know or an area, you could talk to us first. Cab drivers ought to be helpful, but yeah. Americans likewise ought to ask before they go places. So do you think um, this is a little over the top? Well, you know, it's natural for governments to engage in, for lack of a better way of putting in a little CYA. Uh, do I think it's over the top? There. You know they're, they're going to have to put something in. Um, I I think what would be helpful is if we could have an honest conversation about you know not just the American government when for its citizens abroad but the Irish government about whether crime is increasing or decreasing in Dublin and why that might be. And when no information is put out or little information is put out, you're going to see people fill in the gaps on their own or people who are doing it for motivated reasons. Okay. Um, I, I'm, and I think that's very. I think that's very unfortunate. I wondered um, when I saw the the warning from the U.S. Embassy. I wondered was it, uh, I suppose, on a backdrop of perhaps and 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 correct me if I'm wrong or being patronising, uh, of American tourists coming here believing that Ireland is is sort of uh, the Ireland of fifty years ago. That Ireland is 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 more the land of leprechauns and skeins and scholars and kind of like almost parochial. And 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 as a consequence, that perhaps they wouldn't associate our city. Leprechaun. Associate, associate our cities with crimes. Uh, look, there is a tendency uh, to romanticize. Yes, that's kind of what I, you're, you're saying it better than me, but yes. To romanticize going home and for many people coming to Ireland, particularly people of Irish ethnicity or, or people who are, you know, Joycean or Bloom scholars, they're going to romanticize that. And there's, there's no denying that. But I, I also think that my... Uh, fellow American nationals are fairly sophisticated and they know that when, you know, they come out falling down drunk out of a bar in the middle of the night, the, the incidence of crime and risk goes up. And, and telling an American that is just as patronizing as thinking that Ireland is the land of leprechauns. So, um, you know, I, I, I have to say that I, I don't think that's really what's going on. And, and one of the, I'll, I'll tell you two things that do come to mind. Uh, the, the immediate response uh, that I saw to these alleged incidents of crimes was to immediately talk about increasing the guard presence. And, and that's not wholly unreasonable, but that's just a way, I think, in my own mind, of saying that the government has given up 
influencing the courts to actually put people in jail for violent crime. I think there's no, there was no correlative discussion about whether the level of penalties are appropriate for violent crime in this country. And it was immediately the police presence. And um, That's very interesting. That is, and obviously you're a professor in the School of Criminology. Would, would you see those no, two but, things wait, going I'm, hand, I'm not, hand am, in glove? I, hold on, wait, wait a second. I am not. I am not a criminologist. I'm not a penologist. That's not my area. As a matter of fact, I write on public law uh, usually, and uh, uh, and I think that that's going to go to the second point I'd like to make. But but let me finish up on on this point about the government influencing the courts. Uh, <clears throat> it often appears to me that the, the government of Ireland, um, you know, is simply lives in fear of the courts and the judges, and they know that they're going to lose because the judges are there for life and they only have to wait out the next policy regime sought to be implemented by the next justice minister. Uh, Justice ministers who have ambitious agendas are usually, as far as I could tell, destroyed, and justice ministers who don't attempt to do anything uh, have a nice life and are often promoted to another cabinet position or maybe made into an EU commissioner. So there's really no incentive to do that. As a matter of fact, the current justice minister has spent all her public time Dealing with the, you know, the hate crimes bill, um, you know, not exactly, um, you know, the standard sort of violent crime we're talking about now, um, and that tells you where where priorities are, and that that it might very well be, in fact, of a of a negotiated settlement where the government has just given up in trying to influence the judges because it realizes. So you think that, that well, I suppose we have the separation of powers here. It's, it's it's a slightly different system to the U.S., but I, I suppose the the last thing there on that basis is is. One of the issues that we are struggling with is is perpetrators of violent crime who are below the age of eighteen, and we we have seen that there has been an arrest in in the case of, of Stephen Timoney, um, but that the person who has been arrested, and we can't we can't say very much about them because they have been arrested. I, sh- I should caution you, but but that the person who is arrested is fourteen, and, and and that's a difficulty for probably most jurisdictions dealing with underage crime. I I think that is a, a problem with many many jurisdictions. I myself coming out of a a different, more what we call the United States, a First Amendment related tradition, like to let people say what they want to say. And, uh, you know, if, if a person has been unfairly accused, he could sue after the fact, uh, particularly if he's not convicted of anything. But if the media reports truthfully, there's a, a benefit to allowing the media right. to report what they believe to be true. I, I, I'm not going to get on your radio show and, and promote uh, the American response to crime policing or the statutory response, you know, with regard to um, minimum sentences as, as the cure-all. I'm, I'm not a great admirer of, of um, the sentencing system and, and the, crime, the crime prevention system in the United States. So I'm not going to tell you if you copy the American model, you're going to improve things. But there does seem to me to be an overgreat caution and inhibition to have direct conversations of the sort people want to talk about. And I'd, I'd like to follow up with the second point about that. Uh, pe- people um, from time to time often hear me and other people on the Irish media, and they're immediately puzzled. Why are they inviting him? He's not an expert. He doesn't know any more than I do. And uh, there ought to be a similar conversation, not just with the Irish government, but with large elements of the Irish media. And it would be very helpful from time to time when people like me are invited onto your show. And I'm, I'm not knocking you personally here. I like your show. I think you're a very fair interviewer. But people out there in the audience often don't know that when an academic like me appears on a show, radio or TV or otherwise, we're, we're not paid anything. And I'm not asking to be paid. I'm not complaining. So, But that's something the audience really ought to know. And they ought to also know that we're often not the first person your producers invited. Uh, often the first person your producers invited, like the justice minister or the American ambassador, don't appear on the show. They refuse invitations to appear on Irish media. 
And there ought to be an honest conversation why that happens so frequently that you have to turn to your second, third, and fourth choice, which, in fact, are people like me. Well, in fairness, we, never, we, we, were, we, we, were we don't in, have that discussion. We were interested we in, in your, your view, but thank you for coming on and thank you for making all of those points. That is Professor Seth Barrett-Tillman there of Maynooth University School of Law and Criminology. And let us know what you think about what Seth just said. We all keep saying more guards, more guards, but do we also need to be looking at our courts and what happens there too? Let us know, 87 106. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.